This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha, welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, when it comes to your retirement, it's perhaps the biggest question. How do I create the kind of wealth I need to have a retirement that's full of comfort and adventure and not sacrifice and stress? After as much as four decades on the job, you might want to reward yourself with some new hobbies and the occasional vacation. So during our show today, we're first going to discuss some potential wealth building options before transitioning to chatting about how you can save an additional 5000 in the next year. Before we get going with today's exciting topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, with us as always, who it appears is fully recovered from the Thanksgiving festivities. <laughs> well, I'm mobile again. I, <laughs> I, the tryptophan from the turkey has finally worn off. Uh, no, I had, a, I had a great Thanksgiving. I love this time of year. It's holiday season, and now you know, I've, I, got up, I got all the Christmas lights up. Uh, over the holiday extended weekend, and I felt good about that. We got the house decorated. So we're doing good so far this year. How about you? Uh, same thing. You know, we went out to Arizona for, for Thanksgiving. Oh, I was right. in charge of the turkey this year. Oh, how'd that and, turn uh, out? I, I, I did it a completely different way. Um, I butchered it first and cooked it before instead of carving it after you cook it. Interesting. So it was it was very interesting. It's it's just a way to cook the white meat perfectly and the dark meat perfectly instead of sacrificing one for the other. Ah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Really interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. So you cut up the turkey first and then cooked it. Yeah, a lot of benefits for that. So like you have the the carcass and you can immediately make a stock while you're preparing the rest of the turkey. And then that can become gravy for when the turkey's done instead of having to wait and do the stock later. Ah, okay. I get it. Well, that's interesting. That's one I hadn't heard before. A lot of people, I've heard people that get these big round deep fryers and put them out in their driveway and, you know, deep fry the turkey or on their deck, Mm -hmm. uh, drop it in a deep fryer. I've heard that, you know, they smoke it, uh, I've heard a lot of different ways to cook turkey, and that's a, that's a unique one. Sounds like it turned out well, though. It did. Yeah, everybody was pleased with it, and the gravy was excellent, if I do say so myself. Ah, you made the gravy as well? <laughs> yep. Wow, look at you, <laughs> from Greg. That, from, from that homemade stock. I'm impressed. I am, I am duly impressed. Wow. Okay, <laughs> so this topic you have for us today, it, it sounds like a really good one. Um we're going to look at a little bit of, uh, you know, how to build wealth, right? That's what we're talking about here. And, uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, I think it's a good one. What do you have for us first? Well, this, uh, 
shows the basis of an article from The Balance that really caught my eye, 12 Wealth Building Secrets You Need to Know. And it's got some, some insights that I think deserve some attention. The article's first wealth building secret is to set and achieve goals. That's not really much of a secret, but I've, I definitely believe in that. Any any goal that you don't have written down is is a wish, you know? So you have to <laughs> hold yourself accountable and make goals. Making your nest egg as large as possible before you retire, it's just not gonna happen if you simply sit around and expect it to become a reality. Instead, you know, have your goals written down, work with their financial services professional to create a strategy that sets your goals because you got to have a target to aim at. You can't just blindly save. You got to know where the finish line is. Um, for example, if you live, say, in the Midwest and one of your goals is to purchase a second home in a warm climate and you want to spend the winter months at, you're going to need, you know, to research communities that you can afford and um, have all the amenities and provide the kind of lifestyle you're looking for. So do your research and set your goals. I kind of like that that tip. Well, yeah, I like that too. That sounds great. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And you do have to set goals. You have to figure that out. And um, I think the good news, if you do decide to become, let's say, uh, a snowbird and travel uh, or go, you know, live part time, let's say here in Hawaii, and then you want to live part time in Arizona or spend summers in uh, the northern U.S., uh, thanks to video chat tools, you can, you know, get a hold of your financial services professional wherever you are. Technology has helped us out there, right? That is very true. Yep. We can basically do everything we do from any location, you know, except for obviously the client appreciation events. And we talked a little bit about that uh, off air, Tony. We just had one um, for our clients. We took them on a, a sunset cruise on a, on a boat right outside of Waikiki and Diamond Head. And that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that you obviously can't do from the, the video. No. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, that, that sounds like too good of a time. You can't do that with technology, right? <laughs> this is very true. Um, I got another good tip for us and uh, from the article, and it offers up savings and investing as the next uh, not-so-secret wealth-building <laughs> right. secret. Now, one easy way to save is to max out your 401k as soon as possible. This is a, actually a really big tip because a lot of people, when they start their work, they contribute a little bit to their 401k, maybe just to get that match. And then as they get raises throughout their career, they kind of take the raises. And you should take your raises, take your pay, and shove it into the 401k as soon as possible. Once that 401k is maxed, that's when you can start paying yourself those those raises and that extra money. So many companies, of course, that match, we talked about this on lots of shows, um, Tony, is it's typically a 6% of your salary and, and usually a 50% match. Please make sure you're at least doing that. That's free money and you're leaving that on the table if you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that before on the show, Greg. You mentioned that uh, quite a bit. You stress You've got to at least contribute enough to your employer-sponsored plan like a 401k or 403b to get that full employer match because that is free money. I mean, uh, 50% uh, on your investment, that sounds good to me, right? So, and I think- uh, Yeah, that's part of your yeah, pay. And you can check with your works HR department to make sure that you're maxing out your 401k and receiving the full company match, right? I mean, that's who you talk to. 
Right. You can also reach out to the organization, the custodian um, that's managing your 401k. If there's any surprises or you're considering some changes, you can also talk with your private financial services professional. The 401ks are pretty easy to decipher because there's only you know limited selections of what you have. And so you just want to make sure they're aligned with your risk tolerance and your goals. Um, Maintaining steady employment, Tony, is another potential way to build wealth. You know, you're keeping those 401ks. You can't touch them until 59 and a half or sometimes until retirement. So they're kind of forced savings vehicles. And as the article explains, the most financially stable retirees are ones that were with one employer for 30 or 40 years. Working with the same company for a bulk of your career can provide real perks like a significant final salary as you're getting your raises. Uh, Some have good pensions if your company provides them. And of course, your larger 401k balance in the end. As many of you likely know, it's getting more difficult to find the kind of employment that lasts for decades. But the article points to teachers, firefighters, government workers, federal employees, even state employees as people who not only have steady employment, but also um, have high powered, high paying careers that you can that you need to build the kind of wealth that's going to give you the kind of retirement that you want. Yeah, that's and that's key right there. And, you know, I think you make a good point. What is wealth really? Wealth doesn't mean private jets necessarily in five star hotels. I mean, if you have the money you need to enjoy the kind of retirement you really want, then it then you're wealthy, right? Right, exactly. We're not talking about becoming mega rich, but, you know, being wealthy and having wealth is having freedom, you know, being able to do what you want when you want it and having the kind of retirement that you've worked so hard for. And if you want, if what you want out of retirement is maybe a little condo on the beach and just enough income to go to movies and ball games and take your grandkids out a little bit, uh, an appropriate strategy may help you secure that kind of retirement. Now, next, the article backs up something we say often on our show, and that's surround yourself with experts. It explains that people with significant assets typically aren't sitting down at the kitchen table to do their own taxes or handle their own investments. You know, in my opinion, if investing is part of your financial strategy, which for the long term, it truly should be, it's critical to do so in partnership with a financial services professional that can remind you of the rules and help you devise a plan of attack that works for you. A lot of things change, you know, in the investment spectrum and we adjust to markets and new things are always developing. And it's important to be in tune with all of this stuff. So, and also uh, second point, many financial service professionals will be well positioned to recommend, say a tax professional or an attorney um, to help with your estate planning needs. Well, yeah, and that's another thing, legacy and estate planning. Uh, everybody needs to take care of that. I know a lot of people put it off, but you don't want to leave your loved ones in a bad situation. And I know you've really stressed that on past shows as well, Greg. I, I think that's really important. Uh, you know, uh, different people have different ideas for retirement, but uh, you've got to take care of these things and you've got to have a financial strategy and plan. And that's what you do for your clients. And I know that's what you try to do for our listeners is educate them on these things. You know, uh, in my younger days, by the way, um, I tried to do my own taxes. And uh, that first year, I think, uh, uh, you know, I messed up. So the first year I let a pro do them, it was a feeling of relief. <laughs> you got to work <laughs> with a pro. 
Yes. And another thing, you know, that a financial service professional does too, is it's somebody to talk to. Um, before we went on the air today, the show, I just had a long conversation with, with a great client and, and talked about some changes and bouncing ideas back and forth and change of his goals and his wife's going to retire soon. So those kind of things, you know, are hard to measure in dollars and cents, but it's just have, it's good to have somebody in your corner. Now, another way to build the kind of wealth you need is to closely monitor your credit score so that you can potentially secure lower interest rates if and when you need to take out a mortgage or an auto loan. And of course, limiting your debt, the article adds, is another way to maintain a solid credit score. Yeah. 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 Watching your credit score and they make <clears throat> mistakes on your credit score. And I've actually, uh, I do keep an eye on it because I've noticed mistakes and they've corrected them and it's improved my credit score. And that's important. That can cost you money down the road if you don't uh, take care of your credit score and watch that. Um, I think that's a great point again. Now, let's take a moment here, Greg, to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they have more questions. Yeah, if anybody has any questions about what we're talking about today, feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924 or visit our website, therogroup.org. There's a lot of videos, links. You can even drop us uh, an email um, on the contact us page. That's great. And listeners, this is Retirement Paradise. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with Greg Gunther and Greg. Great show so far today talking about the ways you can build wealth uh, to make your preferred retirement lifestyle a reality. What do you have for us next? Well, this article again from The Balance, 12 Wealth Building Secrets You Need to Know, has some more insights that I think are worth examining. Uh, the next of which is working to develop multiple sources of income. No matter how big or modest your personal vision of retirement is, you're gonna need enough income to make it a reality. And in many cases, multiple sources of income, they could include 401k or a similar type of retirement account, of course, your social security income, maybe some part-time work on the side, and of course, investment income. You got to know how to turn these investments uh, into an income stream. Securing the retirement income you need isn't something I think you should do alone. It's just too important. And to be honest, it's just too complicated. You don't really have to be that savvy of an investor in your accumulation phase. You just kind of put your head down and dollar cost average and tuck and save, and then eventually you're going to get your nest egg. Now, when it flips on you and you go from taking your paychecks and turning into savings, and now it's time to take your savings and turn them into paychecks, all these new risks develop and you have to make sure you have the right vehicles in place. Yeah. You got You got to have the right vehicles in place and the right plan in place, a written plan. That's huge. And I'm sure, yep. you know, you're mentioning a part-time job uh, that caused maybe some of our listeners to pause. So I'll remind everybody that, hey, a part-time job in retirement can mean doing something you really enjoy uh, one or two days a week even is all. And uh, it's just about maybe providing a little bit of extra income, uh, but you want to be able to do that because you want to, not because you have to, but sometimes you might have to, but find something you love. And that actually can keep you going, keep you mentally and physically healthier anyway. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about that on previous shows, too, is that it's a social outlet. Yeah. You know, you get to meet people every day and, and, and you know, rub elbows and that sort of thing. And, and along those same lines, the article next notes that retirees who are fairly busy tend to be happier and more prone to developing those long-lasting hobbies and social circles. So clearly a second job that focuses on something you enjoy can help keep you mentally and physically engaged while also bringing in that, you know, 
additional income. It'll help you not have to withdraw from your savings. Now, here's a quick mental exercise for you. In a given month, how often would you say you go out to lunch or, or shopping just because you're bored? That's real money floating out of your bank account for really no specific good reason. So let me reemphasize that retirement is your reward for a lifetime of hard work. So when it comes to a side gig, it's important to do something that, like you said, Tony, you truly want to do. Retirement shouldn't feel like a grind. Right. Exactly. You you want to be able to enjoy it. And I've always been intrigued by the idea of working as maybe an usher at uh, or security at concerts or, you know, pro sports events like baseball, football, hockey. When I retire, you work a few hours a day or a couple of days a week, you get paid to watch the game or a concert, help people find their seats. Sounds like a great <laughs> deal to me. Yeah, and sports are seasonal too, so you've got that time off when they're not playing. Yeah, exactly. But it's important just to be, just watch out for foul balls, Tony. A broken <laughs> nose can put a damper on your retirement. That's true. That's true, man. I've <laughs> seen some people get go to the hospital because they've gotten hit by foul balls at baseball games, so you do have to watch yep. out. <laughs> the article uh, next explains that protecting what they have is a uh, similarity that many wealthy people share. They don't easily fall victim to scammers because they know that as people with assets, they may be targets for scammers. And these days, it seems like cons are all over the place. You know, the internet phishing scams, the home improvement ripoffs. There are plenty of people out there looking to get their criminal hands on some of your money. So take the time you need to ask questions from those offering services and seek out referrals from friends and family before signing the dotted line. Additionally, you should regularly review your bank and credit card statements and credit report to make sure that you're not a victim of fraud. Right. Yeah, there you go. And what's that old saying? If it's too good to be true, it probably isn't true, right? So you gotta be you gotta be cautious with your financial and personal information. Yeah, definitely. And I, I hear people, you know, falling victim to those things all the time. And it's, it's just so sad. So everybody be aware of it because the texts now come constantly. Oh. You know, my dad's constantly deleting texts and emails and scammer phone calls and all that stuff. So it's, it's out yeah, there. Me too. And the older I get, the more I get, they really prey on uh, the elderly. The older you get, the more, the more fraud and scam they hit you with. It's really sad. Yeah, and when they, they send out these testing uh, phone calls, if you answer it, you're, you're prone to get more phone calls. Right. It's a kind of like a test call. So make sure you never answer those those scams and block the numbers on your phone. That, that helps. Yep. Um, next, people with wealth they need um, for retirement are generally good at not being wasteful spenders. It's uh, simple, really. If you aren't using it, stop paying for it. You know, whether it's a streaming service, a, a membership, or season tickets that you don't use enough to justify the price, don't keep spending money you don't need to. Now, this is an area where a monthly budget is really important. With a budget, you can see what's coming in, what's going out, and in my experience, you can almost always find a place where you can cut back a little bit on your spending. Wait, as a financial <clears throat> advisor, you're telling me to not spend money I don't have? Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's 101. <laughs> you can't Shoot. afford it? Don't, can't, don't buy it. <laughs> I've got to stop spending money I don't have? Oh, sure, sure. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a problem, though. Many people have, and uh, you have to really uh, discipline yourself. Obviously, that's uh, 
that's financial planning 101, right? I mean, uh, yeah. And I think you mentioned subscriptions. I, we've talked about it before. I don't need to go into it. At one point, we had nine television streaming services a, in our house. And, wow. uh, and yeah, we were using three or four of them maybe. So uh, I'm glad I went through that like you recommended. So, uh, you know, it's worth uh, jumping through some hoops if it cuts unnecessary spending to uh, get rid of that. So what's next? Well, the article notes that people with adequate retirement wealth have often earned the wisdom that money isn't the driving force behind true happiness. In fact, the article cites a Gallup poll of 450,000 Americans that determined that emotional health and happiness stops increasing with an annual income of more than $75,000. So it seems that many people don't want a lot. They simply want enough to be happy and secure. And speaking of security, the article also notes that many people with adequate wealth have learned that earmarking enough money to pay themselves first is very important. Paying yourself first may make it easier to maintain a beneficial level of financial discipline. Yeah, good advice. A strategy for consistently paying yourself first is another good reason to work with somebody like yourself, right? Yes, well said. And for many of those who have achieved their preferred wealth status, um, patience has really proven to be a virtue. You know what my mom they always says, that, Greg? Hey, oh, oh, here Patience it comes. is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that. I always like that. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, but yeah, they, they know that economic security often comes slowly, you know, through a diligent combination of saving, investing, and budgeting. There's no shortcuts. You just got to grind it out and just go for the long haul. You know, ultimately, the process of building the retirement wealth you want isn't nearly as mysterious as you may think. Small changes, realistic goal setting, writing down your goals, working with a financial service professional, these all help you work towards achieving your ideal retirement. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about today. So uh, what's on the agenda next? Well, I'd like to continue our discussion about building wealth by next focusing on how you can enhance your savings a bit in the coming year. Uh, A U.S. News & World Report article titled 10 Ways to Save $5,000 This Year offers some ideas that I think warrant a broader conversation. Its first recommendation is to turn down the thermostat as we head into the winter months. Now, as of 2019, the average U.S. energy bill was around $115 a month, with heating and cooling making up about 43% of the bill, and that's according to the Energy Information Administration. Now, while you can't cut this expense entirely, you can potentially save around 138 a year by cutting the temperature back seven to 10 degrees for only eight hours a day. So whenever you're leaving the house for a significant block of time, turn down the thermostat. And when we go to Arizona, Tony, and, and you know, the, our second home is up in the mountains at 5,800 feet and it's cold and we're going out there for this Christmas and it's in the thirties. And uh, I keep the thermostat relatively low because, you know, I, living in Hawaii, we're, we're hot all the time. So it feels good to be a little chilly, <laughs> but I also like sleeping sure. cold. I've always got the air conditioning cranked when I'm, when I'm here uh, in Hawaii and it's good to have that extra blanket and to snuggle up, you yeah. know? Yeah, of course, you know, you could turn down the air conditioning uh, here in Hawaii as well, right, to save some money. Yeah, well, we don't have air conditioning in the house, just oh, in the bedroom. I I, I, yeah, I just can't no, sleep I can't. Uh, hot. I can't either. I can't do hot. I have to have it. If it's a little too cold, no problem. I, it's cozier that way. 
Uh, but uh, if yep. it's too if it's too warm, uh, uh-uh, not gonna not gonna happen for me. <laughs> I've got to have it cool. Yeah. So you and I are the same that way. So uh, that that makes sense. Uh, save a little bit there. Um, you know, don't heat your home when nobody's around. What else you got? Um, you may be able to save around three hundred a year by joining the cord cutting oh, yeah. trend. The article adds that basic cable uh, currently runs about sixty dollars a month. I think it's I think it's more than that. Oh, it's way. Um, but the bill, it's, it's way more than that. Uh, I know that's that's basic cable. That no one has basic <laughs> cable, right? You want HBO and premium channels, yeah. so it's way more than that. But the article suggests that raising your I'm cutting down that cable and maybe picking just a few channels that that you watch can save you quite a bit Um, also raising your auto insurance deductible is another way to save some serious money so remember lowering your deductible doesn't mean giving up adequate coverage if you go to carinsurance.com info cited in the article explains that you save about $30 a month by increasing your deductible from Two hundred and fifty to to a thousand dollars, and you know if you don't get to an accident, you can do the math on how long that thirty dollars pays for that extra deductible. You're in the money, and and you know under a year. So put the money you're saving into the auto insurance, into the savings account that can be used for that emergency if you ever have that fender yeah. bender. And I want to go back to the cut the cable uh, comment earlier uh, that you just made. I want to say, remember I said we had nine streaming services. I did the math. We were paying less for nine streaming services for TV and movie streaming services than we were when we had cable, less per month. Still, even with nine services, can you imagine? I mean, so you are going to save some money. I mean, that is for sure. Um, and, And, you know, putting cash into a savings account is a great idea, the money you save. Because, uh, you know, if you need it to cover something like an accident, you talked about auto insurance, you know, it's there. And if you don't need it, it just continues to grow, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you sign up for like cable and internet and there's like a, a special going on for like 12 months, it's 100 bucks a month, but then it increases to 200 and then 230. All you got to do is call and tell them, hey, why is my bill so high? I think I'm going to go with DirecTV and they'll lower it back down again in no time. I've, I've done that more yeah, than once. We had regular cable with high speed internet and our total bill was over 350 a month. I mean, well, Jeez. well over 350. So. I don't understand. I mean, we have five people in the house and we had TVs in almost every room. So, you know, and you rent out the box, but they had gouged us. I mean, we started off at a great level and then it would just, they would increase it like every month. It was crazy. Yeah. They just slowly Mm -hmm. ramp it up and uh, assume you're not going to notice. That's exactly what they do. And, and Mm -hmm. car insurance and home insurance, they do the same thing. So you got to go out there and get quotes, uh, you know, every now and then. Uh, and look at where you're at. So what's next? Um, well, thinking of signing up for things, uh, the article suggests you sign up for uh, sign up bonuses with credit cards. Don't just use that old credit card. You know, get one that provides cash back on every purchase that you make. And you can sit down with your financial service professional and or go to GigaPoints, um, which is a free platform that looks at your credit card usage and recommends cards based on your purchase history. You get certain bonuses for certain things. So depending on what you spend your money on, you might be leaving some money on the table. The site won't only help you 
make sure that you're getting back as much on, on your purchases, but it will also detail how you may be able to get free cash bonus by switching cards. Um, quick example, the article notes that the Chase Freedom card offers a $200 cash bonus if you spend 500 during the first three months. So you can use this card to pay for groceries, gas, and other bills, and it puts money in your pocket. Yeah, there you go. And hey, most of us need a credit card or two just for daily life, so you might as well use a card that has a few truly beneficial perks. That's a good idea. Yep. And um, according to the article, cutting that gym membership you're not using enough may save you nearly $700 a year. Uh, data from the Statistic Brain Research Institute cited in the article explains that the average gym membership is $58 a month and 67% of those contracts are unused. I think it's like a guilty thing. Like, I'll go next month. I'll go next month. But there's great exercise programs that you could do right at home on TVs and it's, you don't have to drive. I can do my workout in less time than it would take me to drive to the gym and back just the driving time. So pocket that money and, and get a workout regimen at home. Yeah, that's good. That's a great idea. Now, what about dining out? I, I'm guess you always hear about things like, uh, you know, too many Starbucks every day or dining out. I'm guessing preparing more of your own meals, uh, is a way to save some money. Definitely. You know, even before COVID, the food delivery apps like Uber Eats and DoorDash were exploding in popularity. And when you factor in the average uh, DoorDash order is $36.95, according to the article, it's easy to see what a difference cutting two or three orders a month really could mean for your budget. But if dining out is something that you truly enjoy, and it's part of your social life spending, spend a little time finding coupons and researching deals. There's tons of happy hours, uh, two for ones, early bird specials, senior discounts. There's a lot of ways to go out for a meal, but also save a few bucks. And according to the article, cutting back on food delivery and finding restaurant deals between those two strategies just outlined, it can save you more than about $400 a year. And while that's a solid amount of savings, cutting back on food waste can save you even more. The article shares a 2020 Pennsylvania State University study that indicates the average U.S. household loses nearly $1,900 a year to food waste. So clearly through eliminating waste, this may require a strategy and it may take some time to get used to it, um, but you could really save a lot of money by eliminating that waste. First step, conduct a fridge check every few days. Take uh, take two or three minutes to go through everything in your fridge and see uh, if you should use up anything before it expires. And then you can plan your meals around that. Uh, this may sound overly simplistic, but think of everything you toss into the trash because it's gone bad and then do a quick tabulation. You know, I'll bet your tally isn't as uh, substantial. It's, it's not that an insubstantial amount of money. It probably adds up. Well, this has been a great show. Do you have any final thoughts before we go? Well, if uh, you have any questions about what you heard during our show today, whether that be building wealth uh, for retirement, creating a retirement plan, looking at your income sources, I encourage you to give my office a call at 808-791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. We'd like to help you plan for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Greg. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. 
Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.